Most women tell me that they lack the knowledge or feel unprepared for perimenopause. The transition to menopause when a woman's periods stop and she comes to the end of her reproductive life. So although every woman's perimenopause is different, there are many common features. So today I want to talk through the signs or symptoms you will experience during perimenopause so you know exactly what to expect and how you will feel. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 81 of Better Brain, Better You. Hello, I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb, sharing brain advice for a mentally healthy and happy midlife. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks so much for tuning in today. So glad that you could join me. I've got a really, really important episode for you today, something which really isn't talked about enough. What it actually feels like when you reach perimenopause That's that part of midlife before you go into menopause, which can last, which actually can last years. So it can be really distressing, confusing, and even frightening when you start having those feelings and symptoms that you've never experienced before. So I actually received a worried phone call from a friend at the weekend about exactly this issue. So while she was walking her dog, she suddenly became really, really hot And within seconds, her clothes were completely wet through and dripping with sweat. Her heart was racing and she felt overwhelmed with anxiety. And she'd been Googling her symptoms and she actually thought that she was having a panic attack. But after chatting for a while, we agreed that the most likely explanation for her symptoms was that she was actually having a hot flush, a common symptom of perimenopause and menopause. By the end of our conversation, her symptoms were starting to ease. And my friend, she's actually 47 years old, intelligent, well-educated, a working mum of two teens, who is really well-informed about menopause. But she still was really confused about the feelings that she was experiencing. And that's because the feelings are so foreign to most women and can be easily confused with other feelings that you might have experienced before, like an anxiety attack. So that conversation actually inspired me to put put together today's episode. So I want to try and demystify some of the symptoms and feelings you will experience during perimenopause and menopause so that you feel more prepared when you do make the transition into menopause. Before we start though, I want to give you the top 20 foods you should be eating in midlife to manage your mood, your memory and menopause. So along with hormone management, the right diet can also help to alleviate the symptoms you experience during perimenopause and during menopause as well. And this free guide gives you the best foods to eat along with tips on how to cook them. And not only that, you also get an easy to follow and delicious recipe taken from our new midlife cookbook, which I've actually created in collaboration with a professional chef, professional chef. So you can grab this free guide at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash brain foods. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash brain foods. Go ahead and download it and really do enjoy the food and the recipe. So over the course of many years and many periods, women get used to their menstrual cycles and hormonal changes that you go through each month. 
And often these cycles are quite consistent. Then at some point in midlife, things start to change and you transition from your reproductive years to the natural end of your monthly menstrual cycles. So this transition called perimenopause usually begins in your 40s and ends by your early 50s. But many women are unprepared for the changes that perimenopause brings. So perimenopause can last anywhere from one to 10 years. And during this time, the ovaries function erratically and hormonal fluctuations may bring about a range of different effects. The most commonly reported symptoms are heavy menstrual bleeding, shorter cycles, night sweats and hot flushes, disrupted sleep, vaginal dryness and mood and memory changes. And many women also report sore breasts, headaches, weight gain, cramps and urinary changes. And it, actually, it can actually be really difficult to know whether you've entered perimenopause because the hormonal fluctuations begin while your periods are still regular. And some women breeze through this transition without any issues whatsoever. But for many others, the hormonal changes create a range of uncomfortable symptoms. And for about 20% of women, the hormones fluctuate wildly and unpredictably. And spiking and falling estrogen and declining progesterone causes one or more years of nausea, migraines, weight gain, sore breasts, severe night sweats and, trou- severe night sweats and trouble sleeping. If that turns out to be you, then perimenopause can be enormously disruptive and distressing, both physically and emotionally. So perimenopause can sometimes be managed through self-help approaches like meditation, yoga, relaxation, exercise, diet, sleep management, and support from family and friends. But when perimenopause is particularly difficult, a combination of non-medical and medical solutions, including hormone replacement therapy, may actually be helpful. So I talk through HRT and the different treatments for menopause in an in-depth discussion with Dr. Louise Newson on a previous episode. So please do go and check that one out. For most women, the challenges of perimenopause go away once menopause is reached and hormone levels even out. So this is typically one year after your last menstrual period. And although every woman's transition is different, there are many common features. So that's why I want to talk through the common signs or symptoms you will experience. You know exactly what to expect and how you might feel. So one common change in early perimenopause is shorter cycles, usually averaging two or three days less than usual. This means your periods are coming more often sometimes with just two or three weeks between them. And you may feel as though you're starting a period when the last one has barely ended. And in later perimenopause, you may skip a period entirely, only to have it followed by an especially heavy one. And occasionally you may skip several periods, only to have them return as regular as clockwork. So the hormonal ups and downs of perimenopause can be the cause of almost any imaginable bleeding pattern. Every woman has her own experience. And when estrogen is lower, the uterine lining gets thinner, causing the flow to be lighter or to last fewer days. 
And when estrogen is high in relation to progesterone, bleeding can be heavier and periods may last longer. And menstrual irregularities are a normal part of this stage in a woman's life. If you and your doctor decide that you should try to regulate your cycles at this time, please do be aware that while oral contraceptives containing both estrogen and progestin, that's a, synth- a synthetic version of the hormone progesterone, are sometimes prescribed for menstrual irregularities. The use of progesterone or progestin alone can actually be an alternative intervention. So progestin or progesterone can be used to restore decreasing progesterone levels, seen when women in perimenopause don't ovulate regularly or produce less progesterone than they did when they were younger. So a clinician can prescribe it to be taken the last 14 days of your cycle. And this replaces or or, or augments the progesterone that would normally be secreted in an ovulatory cycle and helps to create a more regular bleeding pattern. About a quarter of women may have heavy bleeding during perimenopause. And some women's menstrual flow during perimenopause is so heavy that even supersized tampons or pads cannot contain it. So if you're repeatedly bleeding heavily, you may become anemic from blood loss. So during a heavy flow, you may feel faint when sitting or standing. This means your blood blood volume is decreased. So try drinking salty liquids such as tomato juice or tomato soup. And taking an over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug like ibuprofen every four to six hours during heavy flow will help to decrease the blood loss as well. So please don't ignore heavy or prolonged bleeding or unusual fatigue and see your doctor if either persists. Your doctor can monitor your blood, your doctor can monitor your blood count and iron levels and iron pills can replace losses and help avoid or treat anemia. So other medical treatment may include progesterone therapy or one of the progestin releasing interurine devices which are known to reduce menstrual bleeding. So if your doctor suggests a hysterectomy as a solution to very heavy bleeding during perimenopause, please do ask about other options or get a second opinion because removal of the uterus is an irreversible step with many long-term effects and there are usually other options for managing heavy bleeding. So hot flushes are synonymous with the transition to menopause. So a woman experiencing a hot flush, as I said at the top of the show, will suddenly feel warm then very hot and sweaty, and sometimes experience a cold chill afterwards. The heart rate can go up, and some women feel an intense sense of dread and anxiety. They can be really distressing. And in perimenopause, women often have hot flushes around their periods. So a night sweat is a hot flush that happens while you are sleeping. And about 20 to 30% of women don't have hot flushes or night sweats at all. But for most women, hot flushes last for two or three years after your final period. However, some women continue to experience hot flushes well past menopause. So many women report increased irritability, sudden anger, mood swings, new anxiety, and feeling less able to cope with life. Some research actually indicates that women who have had depression in the past are more vulnerable to depression in perimenopause. 
But it's really important to be well informed when you go to your doctor with these symptoms. Because depression is unfortunately too often misdiagnosed for menopausal symptoms, which will pass with time and with the right self-care and treatment. So many women report being more forgetful as well, with difficulties remembering names or where they put things. And the research that's been done suggests that these are short-term problems that will resolve after menopause. But many women really do worry that these memory issues might be a sign of dementia. And again, we've talked about this extensively on the podcast before, so I won't go into it in detail here. And you can find out more details in our Brain Symptoms of Menopause episode. So some women report more severe premenstrual discomforts, PMS symptoms during early, menopause, early perimenopause, when cycles are still regular, such as cramps, swollen or tender breasts, water retention, which actually shows up as feeling bloated, anxiety, sleep disruption, or irritation as well. And some women find that the hormonal changes that begin in perimenopause affect their sexuality. So common complaints include a lack of or greatly reduced interest in sex and problems with getting aroused, vaginal dryness, or less intense orgasms. And many women in both perimenopause and postmenopause experience sleep disturbances. So most commonly, a woman will fall asleep without any problem and then wake up in the early hours and have difficulty getting back to sleep. So this can sometimes be accompanied by night sweats as well. So as estrogen and progesterone levels decline in late perimenopause and postmenopause, vaginal walls sometimes become thinner, drier and less flexible, and more prone to tears and cracks. So this can lead to irritation and difficulties with penetration as well during sex. So no two women's experiences with perimenopause are the same. Each woman follows her own path. I've just tried to share with you some of the common signs or symptoms that you may experience during perimenopause so you know what to expect and how you might feel as well. So any questions at all, please do post them in the comments below this video if you're watching on YouTube. I'm really here to help and support you in midlife. And don't forget to help you eat the right foods for the brain symptoms of menopause you can grab our free guide on the 20 best things to eat in midlife at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash brain foods. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash brain foods. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. I really hope that today's episode was helpful. Stay safe, take really good care of yourself and I will look forward to seeing you next time.